Hi, Sean. Welcome to Jeff's Marketing Academy. So it's the first episode, actually. Really glad to have you here. And uh, there are a lot of, you know, solo episodes, but as a guest oriented, you are the first guy to be here. So it's really great to have you here. So I would love to you know, learn more about what you do, where you are, and, you know, the things that you do for my audience as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So essentially, uh, I'm from Philadelphia, fighting city of brotherly love. Um, we have a marketing agency here called Momentum. And I run the content side of the business. So there's three partners in the entire company. Two of them run the digital side. And I run the content side doing virtual tours, promo videos, drone videos, photography, virtual staging, 3D rendering, all that awesome stuff for um, a lot of big businesses in the United States. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, you know, recently this uh, virtual thing has become a great uh, you know, like how to say a great trend, I could say, you know, for all those people out there. I mean, considering the economy is going down and all, still people are so interested in pushing the $1,500 VR headsets and, you know, a lot of technologies out there. Uh, but, you know, how do you think this would proceed? I mean, because before going to the context, I think that people should understand whether this will be worth listening to uh, in, you know, 2023 or 2020, you know, at the middle of 2023, anytime they're listening to this. So how do you think this will proceed uh, in this future, this VR stuff? Yeah, I mean, I only think it's going to get stronger, right? You know, it's very ironic, Jeff, because I'm right now not that big a believer in the metaverse and like all the technology and stuff that comes with it. And you look at Facebook, right, because they lost billions of dollars in their earnings and really just lost a lot of profit because they were investing in this technology that people weren't really ready for yet. You know, yeah. um, the thing with virtual technology is that there needs to be a time and a place for it. And I think the context in which um, businesses like Facebook or Meta at this point and other, you know, Instagram and uh, Google are, are integrating this. Um, and there, there needs to be a certain context, right? So for us, we provide virtual tours. That's like our golden goose, golden mm -hmm. egg product or service that we provide to these businesses. And it's been great. I mean, we have, I would say on average, businesses that do around uh, seven figures that we work with, you know, your typical research company, research facility, school in excess of like 50,000 to 100 square feet. And we charge based on the square footage. So we're not talking a small facility, but the facility is now able to have a 3D tour that you can have a nice perspective of investors looking to check out the facility, pouring money into the facility. Same thing with schools, the same thing with a lot of other niches that we work with. So I only think it's going to get bigger. It's only going to get better. I just want to see from my perspective, especially with the metaverse stuff, mm. is this going to latch on? Is this going to be something that people want to use? Because, you know, post-COVID, people were, at least me, I was, and I'm sure you were as well, just trying to get out of your house and network with people in person. So now that there's this new initiative that's kind of counterintuitive to that, I don't know if it's going to really work out. So it's going to be interesting. But I know that for mm. us, we're just going to keep on trucking with what we do. Uh, we don't do too much metaverse stuff. We do a lot of, you know, VR headsets. We send that, you know, to some clients here and there that, that wanted as a nice little gift. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds for this type of uh, technology. Yeah, I think, you know, like you mentioned, post-COVID, everyone wants to go outside, but the metaverse strategies want to keep people inside, you know, the house. I think maybe they are expecting like somewhat down the future, there may be another instance happening the same way. And they're trying to capture all the market now itself so that, you know, it will be like a big boost for them in the upcoming stuff. I don't know, there's lots of conspiracy theories even for that. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> indulge in that already. 
but you know you mentioned you guys do the virtual you know tours and everything uh, could you guys you know explain a bit more on that like you know what's the process you know when someone comes to you and ask for how does it work uh, can you guys give a brief on that yeah so the most basic um you know virtual tour uh, definition i can say is creating a 360 representation of a business and putting it online for people to see. So I'll use an example that your audience can kind of follow. So Jeff, let's just say you owned a bakery, right? Jeff's Bakery in Dubai where you said you're going to potentially move, right? So Jeff's Bakery in Dubai, you would call me and say, "Hey Sean, I want to get a virtual tour done in the place." I say, "Okay, great. What's the square footage?" You say, "Let's just say it's a bigger bakery, you have a whole restaurant and everything, 10,000 square feet, right? That's a pretty large bakery, right?" Um maybe you even actually have a you know facility where you bake stuff in the back i don't know just to cover the, the 10,000 square feet but roughly um we would charge about $1,000 for that or 10 cents per square foot if you look at it that way right and then from there we would essentially have the virtual tour be shot uh within an hour of us being there so we would take a 360 camera we would just do the capturing and shooting it would take only an hour post production for something of that size jeff would call, would probably range from 2 to 3 business days and then we would send you a link in a code which then you could pay, take the embedded code post it on the website post it on google my business and then the uh, embed uh, mm. the link you could text out to people email it out to people all that stuff and then what's really cool with the virtual tour is not only you know while you're navigating through it you have all these kind of cool little tags but inside of the tags we can put in videos text forms for people to fill out um other call to actions as well maybe you guys are running a special on muffins i don't know something to that extent but uh it's a really cool thing because not a lot of people really use this for businesses they use it for real estate as i'm sure you know yeah. but the mm-hmm. virtual tour aspect for businesses and especially these larger businesses at that are really becoming uh, very popular so that's kind of the basic fundamental understanding uh, and explanation explanation of what a virtual tour is interesting you know one point that you mentioned is like uh for 10000 square feet i mean i may not be an expert in the size but i think it's a pretty big you know bakery for 10000 square feet and oh. for that you're just charging yeah 1000 dollars is kind of like i don't know it's just a very small amount uh you know it's just my own opinion so how do you manage that cost i mean is it actually just that cost less or do you guys do some automations or technologies to reduce the cost from your side i mean i really can't even imagine for 10000 square feet this much cost is available in the market are you saying that's too little or or, or yeah just my opinion too little for uh, for that i'm just thinking yeah so the the software we use is called cloudpano and 3d vista we do matterport but the thing with matterport to put in perspective for the audience there's a difference between matterport and all the other virtual tour softwares so that that gets baked into the cake of the expenses so matterport is shot from lidar so i'm in my office right now right in center city philadelphia the camera is used from lidar so let's just say i was shooting in my office it would pick up and create a 3d rendition dollhouse of sorts i'm probably sure you've seen this and some of the audience knows matterport that's what it would look like whereas with cloud pano it's just shooting what is there there there's no necessity for oh is there matter attached to you know the outside for it to mm. pick up because if not then matterport isn't going to work because let's just say you're shooting outside there's no matter outside for the most part right there there's no mass and, and things for 
the yeah. camera to really grasp and, and uh, capture. So that's where it becomes an issue. Now, for the bakery example, we would recommend using Cloud Pano. And at that point, like I said, we would only be there for an hour. And mm-hmm. we would, in all honesty, really just, I would say, take for 10,000 square feet, we would only really take about 25 to 30, 35 panos. And each pano takes roughly, I don't know, a couple minutes to shoot. That's where I get the hour from. So that kind of, and then we can get a photographer out there to do the shooting and then the post-production for roughly about $300, $350, you know? So it's a really um, inexpensive thing, yes, but it's very profitable because we're making about 60, 70% margins on that mm-hmm. virtual tour. Now, obviously as the square footage goes up, the uh, price per square foot goes down. So, at, you know, we get to huh. the 50,000, 100,000 square feet, we go down to like the nine, eight, seven cents per square foot. But it's nice because then, and I'm sure we'll touch on this, we couple the virtual tour with other packages that are recurring, that are almost like a retainer uh, after we do the virtual hmm. tour. Got it, got it. Yeah, that explains it a little better. And one, one, one just curious doubt I have is that you mentioned, you know, you can paste text and links and all that other things, you know, for muffins offers and all that stuff. Uh, is all those things live? Like you can update them live from some back end or something? That's, uh, is that how it yeah. works? Yeah, exactly. So let's just say, you know, you were getting a renovation for the bakery. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we shoot it and then you're like, oh, Sean, can we have a, re- you know, a, a new virtual tour after the renovation's done? Absolutely. So let's just say six months down the line, you know, you have a new space that you didn't capture in the original tour. We'll keep the tour the exact same. But then we'll just add on with all the new 360 panos that we take, put that in the virtual tour. And now it's going to show the full virtual tour with the 10,000 square feet plus the other renovations that you made um, Mm. six months ago. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that makes pretty sense because... I think a lot of people are lacking. I mean, with the metaverse and everything, I think people want this live interactions. I mean, what is happening inside the place without even going there or something. And uh, yeah, I think that would really, really be a great stuff. So uh, just one curious thing. I mean, uh, what do you think are the major industries that you guys are focusing on right now? Like, I think right now you have a lot of major clients, like uh, some automotive companies were also there in the page that I saw. Uh, but what do you, what is your major focus? I mean, the profitable areas that people can focus on this industry we do every type of niche now as i grow in my entrepreneurial journey i've learned that you need to niche down and i think Mm -hmm. the niche in 2023 that we're really going to focus on that we have had a proven track record of success and profitability on is schools and universities so -hmm. for instance we've used um i mean so many different examples over the years penn state Mm -hmm. university of pittsburgh YSU, Youngstown State University, um, mm-hmm. University of Penn, which we're actually going to be shooting uh, very soon, and so many different universities and colleges, Texas A&M, which we did um, a while back. There's so many different colleges and universities that need these type of software and uh, services, and mm-hmm. it's really inexpensive for us to produce it because they see the value. So it's very easy to charge you know, five, six figures for something like this and make out with, you know, like I said, 60, 70% margins on the entire project. So colleges, D1, D2, D3, those are the types that I'd like to focus on in 2023 as we start to become more profitable and reinvest into the marketing so we can get more colleges and universities. I think that that's going to be a big moneymaker for us 
And mm-hmm. to be honest, I, I love real estate. I'm an investor, but it's not that profitable of a business, especially to say you're working with a realtor, you know, you charge them 500 bucks, you pay a photographer, I don't know, 250 to get out there. You know, it, whether it's like, you know, because with them, they do a package deal. It's not just a virtual tour, right? So it's photos, video, it's a whole bunch of other stuff. And you're not able to be that profitable. Whereas you're getting, you know, after everything's done, 50%, maybe even less margin wise. Whereas, like I said, 60 to 70% for the colleges. Mm. And it's so much more money, right? So it's just, it's going to be a, a bigger opportunity for us moving forward. Understood. So schools and colleges, universities, Okay, that's a good point. I'm just thinking in one perspective is that, you know, when the COVID hit, a lot of, you know, companies, a lot of startups, everyone got hit, uh, you know, in yeah. major ways as well. So, I mean, this virtual tours, when you mentioned like schools, universities, and colleges, do you think, uh, you know, if, if something like that happens again and your focus is on next year, do you think you will pivot in some way that if that doesn't work out? Do you think is there any pivot ideas that you have that, you know, you might go to some other industry, some other niche? Because real estate, as you mentioned, you know, even though COVID is there, I think real estate, uh, you know, still people wanted to move, even though they couldn't, they just bought out of impulsive decisions or, uh, uh, you know, something like that. But do you have any pivoting, you know, ideas or something that you might change if something like COVID ever happens again? Well, we're kind of already seeing that, right? Like not to the severity, yeah. but there's a lot of, you know, cut costs with the recession. You know, we are in a recession yeah. in the United States and we're seeing that with a lot of small businesses that we work with, medium-sized businesses even larger businesses that we work with, they're kind of like, Hey, you know, we're, we're thinking of getting the whole virtual tour and content retainer we have with you guys and cutting it or decreasing the volume in the scope of work, i.e. the cost just because of, of what we're in. And I have to convince them, Hey, that's the worst idea possible because you want to reinvest in this type of technology to get more views on Google, i.e. you get higher rankings on Google, i.e. you get more business, right? So now's the time to really invest. And I think for now, there's a lot of business owners out there that are very scared. They're very nervous of, oh, like, you know, COVID kind of thing happening again. And it's unknown. But if you look at the track record of the history of the world, right, human beings have always been resilient. We've always been able to overcome anything. So I think people need to have not necessarily a scared and nervous mindset, but take that energy, that scared and nervous and anxiety energy and feel excited for it, right? Be excited of there's an opportunity here because no one's investing in, you know, anything right now. They're all holding cash and they're waiting on the next big thing to invest in. And what I'm convincing a lot of people to do is say, hey, you need to spend this money now because your competitors simply aren't doing it. So what's going to be better? You investing money when, again, right now people aren't spending money and your competitors aren't spending money. So you're investing in this virtual tour it's going to be beautiful. We post it on your website, you post it on Google yeah. and you get more traction, you get more rankings, i.e. you get more website clicks and website calls. Um, or you wait till the recession and air quotes is over and you invest in the, at the same time uh, that your competitors do. And no one really gains that much of a competitive edge. So it's just yeah. a very simple mindset shift, Jeff, that I think people, you know, as the saying goes, you know, the difference between anxiety and, and excitement is really one mindset shift away. Uh, which yeah. I think it's such a beautiful quote is like, oh, like just thinking about stuff in a, in a different light. Um, that's my whole mindset. And I think you said pivoting. That's what I'm trying to do is not necessarily pivot the, the business model, but pivot people's minds um, mm. in today's day and age to get them to invest 
in this software and um, we're doing a good job of it. You know, we're going to be shooting a lot of different universities this month and, and next. Um, and it's really just putting the pedal on the metal and going to more networking events and hopping on more shows like this to really spread the word that people need this stuff now more than ever, just like COVID. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And good luck on all your, you know, uh, endeavors on the upcoming futures. That would be, I'm sure that would be really great. Uh, so uh, just one thing I'm curious when you mentioned, you know, uh, the, all these virtual tours and everything can push up the rankings. As you mentioned, I think in, in, as you and the content marketing side, I'm sure, you know, SEO and all stuff would be uh, great stuff as well uh, for the virtual tours. Can If you can, can you give a brief on, you know, how this virtual tours can really boost up rankings or, you know, uh, in a content perspective or an SEO perspective, the you know the businesses, uh, you know authority or whatever it is, is can, would you be able to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's really three ways that these virtual tours help get more traction, more revenue for a business. Right. The first is if you go on Google My Business, I'm sure your audience knows what Google My Business is. If you go on the dashboard, and it's actually weird because the dashboard is, is going away. It's actually just going to be like the organic search on Google where you can manage it, which that's a whole other issue. I, I, I don't like that Google is doing that, but I digress. Um, Google actually emphasizes that you need a virtual tour of the business. So it's literally saying to the business owner, hey, we're prioritizing this in, in, a, in a ranking. It's kind of like getting more reviews, posting more. You get that virtual tour, we're going to rank you higher. So that's just number one. And obviously Google has this, you know, software and technology and they have shooters who can come out and do this. But in all honesty, it's not that good. It's very amateurish. And then you want to hire a professional like myself to do this because this is what we do day in and day out. While Google kind of just like, you know, barely does this uh, and, and they're not that good at it in, in all transparency. Um, the second thing is we have a process called geotagging. And I'm sure some of your audience mm -hmm. knows what that is, but just to reinforce what that is, you have a piece of content, i.e. the virtual tour. And let's just say with, uh, with you, Jeff, if you're in Philadelphia and you have a bakery, um, you have what geotagging is. You have the coordinates of a city, i.e. Philadelphia, the longitude and latitude, and you put that in, excuse me, to the uh, virtual tour. And then you also add the niche that you're in, a bakery, and then you tag it with the EXIF tag, right? And you can do this on GeoImager. It's just G-E-O-I-M-G-R.com. It's a free thing. It's what we use to geotag our, our clients' assets. And then now it's properly geotagged. So when you post the tour on Google and on the website, people are going to say, and Google especially, is going to say, hey, they do baking in Philadelphia. So Google now, since you've organized and told Google what you are, prioritizes you because you've tagged the assets as such. It's almost mm -hmm. like if you have a blog post and you ask a certain question, you ask a certain key phrase and you pop up for that blog. It's the same thing for a virtual tour. And not a lot of people yeah. are doing this um, on a virtual tour perspective. They're just creating great virtual tours, right? But they're not actually technically optimizing it with SEO, which mm -hmm. is something I think we do a really good job at. And the third thing is inside of the virtual tour, furthermore, we embed key phrases, external links, internal links, all these different things, just like you would do with a blog post that I've just mm -hmm. mentioned. And again, Google's analyzing all of these stuff, just like a blog yeah. page, right? 
So once you have more tags and you have more links and videos and key phrases embedded in the tour, Google's going to analyze all that. They're going to crawl the virtual tour. And again, if the tour is on your website and it's on your Google page, you're going to get those rankings for mm -hmm. those niche key phrases. So those are really three main benefits that we've seen and that we like to include for all of our clients so that they can get more clicks uh, from a local perspective. So just to follow up on that, if in case I have my own, uh, you know, this bakery, as you mentioned, and I have the virtual tour and I'm running an ad, you know, using that virtual tour. And I say, you know, you can come and visit the store and someone's clicking the ad, they're coming to the virtual store, you know, checking it. And after checking it, they are placing an order or even let's say they have seen something and they just want to buy it, uh, you know, offline. So would we, would we be able to track those people that, uh, you know, a footfall conversion, you know, an attribution has been happened, you know, like this, would we be able to track using that, uh, you know, using virtual tours? Absolutely. So a lot of the uh, softwares that we use, Jeff, are integrated with Google Analytics. So you can mm -hmm. understand, okay, not only can we cookie and, and get remarketing to these people, but like you said, we have a new ad, i.e. the virtual tour, we have new creative that no one's doing. So, yeah. and it's funny that you mentioned a virtual tour, like actually advertising that, um, whether you meant it or not, I'm emphasizing to people just say, hey, use the virtual tour as an ad, right? Because it's really cool. It's really unique. Yeah. No one's doing it and it's going to look great for uh, the business. But yeah, to your point, we're able to track everything. I would recommend if you already have a virtual tour, not just, you know, have the link from the Google or Facebook or Instagram ad go directly to the virtual tour link itself. Create a landing page on your website specifically for the virtual tour. This way you're actually able to get more info, get more data of, okay, what's the bounce rate? Are people staying for X amount of time? Why are they staying? Why are they leaving? And you just have a good perspective of what is going on at the end of the day. Got it. And I think, yeah, that's where, you know, a lot of power lies in because, uh, you know, being a content manager myself, the only thing I saw lacking was the tracking. You know, I mean, even though it may rhymes because the tracking part has been like, you know, so uh, it's been so lacking because, you know, we do a lot of content and then, you know, whether we are tracking that or not, what's the issue, you know, what we need to face, like those things are really lacked. So, yeah, I think it's really good that we have the power to track everything uh, in this virtual tours. So, yeah. you know, just to get a perspective, uh, you know, for the audience, I mean, you already mentioned this, but I just want to give a broader perspective on it. Uh, what is the major difference between this virtual tours and this Google Street View? Because, I mean, Google Street View is basically like some picture has been taken online and, you know, uh, it's taken years or, you know, after that, because a lot of people have literally gone, went into a wall you know, using the Google Maps and stuff. But, yeah. uh, I mean, what is the major difference between uh, these two? I mean, the virtual tours and the Google Street View and everything. So the Street View is its own software. So let's just say that I create a Matterport tour, a Cloud Pano tour, 3D Vista, whatever software we use. Once we post it to Google, it's now integrated with the software. So for however it looks before, it's going to take the form of a Google Street View tour. And it's really clunky. The images might look nice, but you don't have tags. You don't have all these call to actions and branding. It's very mundane and boring. Whereas with something like Cloud Pano, you have the ability to customize everything with putting logos, music, new icons where you can click and navigate a map, a floor plan, dollhouses, where you can actually conceptualize, let's just say, you know, if we're talking about a huge 50,000 square foot medical facility, like I mentioned before, 
you're going to have at least, you know, a couple floors. So you need to see, yeah. okay, is this where the research is done? These are the scientists where they take the research and, and all the findings and do experiments. So all of that data is very, very important for the user because if they don't have that and they just have like a one click virtual tour, they don't know where they are. They don't know where they, um, you know, not only where they are, but they don't know, you know, really anything about the inside of the property. So that's why it's so important, Jeff, and for all of the people who are interested in getting virtual tours done, if you're a virtual tour provider, you need to understand the user and what they're actually trying to get out of it. Because if you can understand that, you're going to realize very quickly that the more information that you can put in that's, you know, pertaining to the business with tags and yeah. branding and call to actions and all that stuff, um, the better off you are to get lower bounce rates, higher time spent on the tour and increased conversions. So that's the main difference between a crappy Google Street View tour where they'll even shoot it with people. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's it's crazy um, versus the tours that we would shoot with, for instance, where it's very professional. We obviously brand it out and, and make sure yeah. that it's very customized to the specific business. And uh, we don't shoot any people with it. There's, it's all <laughs> vacant. So um, no worries there. Awesome. Great. That that's really a great definition, you know, at difference on that. So uh, I just always ask this one out of the work question, you know. Uh, so is it morning or evening that uh, what's the time? It's twelve thirty, as you can see from the the, the yeah, I'm I'm getting a tan right now, so it's uh it's nice. <laughs> I would turn my let me see if I can turn this around really quickly, but sure. I'm in uh center city Philly, as you can see. So there's like a uh, if your audience wow. can see or not, but yeah, yeah. you have um we're we're literally on market street so it's like the financial city uh center mm -hmm. of philadelphia so you have the one way that goes all the way down the rittenhouse square where all the fancy restaurants are and this is kind of like the financial district of philadelphia so a lot of big you know office buildings apartment buildings it's uh right where i want to be at right where all the chaos happens <laughs> <laughs> i mean for the view itself i mean it will be really awesome to be there right yeah for sure Awesome. So the out of the box question I always ask my guests is that, uh, so since it's afternoon, I'll ask this uh, in a different way. Uh, who was actually the last person that made you smile yesterday? Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah. So who was the last person that made you smile yesterday? Made me smile. Oh my gosh. Um, I think my mom, honestly, because uh, she unfortunately, t talking about COVID, she actually just got a, she tested positive for it. And oh, um, sorry. I sent her, it, it's fine. She, she's an athlete. She's as healthy as a horse. She'll be fine. You know, knock on wood, thank God. But um, I sent her like a big, uh, what do you call it? Like Uber, uh, Instacart order with like nose strips and all this you know congestion stuff and honey and food and soup and all that stuff and she called me after and she's such a kind woman and uh you know just the stuff she was saying is like you know telling like how how proud she is of me and my brother ryan of how we're crushing it and you know uh just for her to really call me and say that you know she she does that a lot but even when she was you know she was saying oh, how, how thoughtful you are all this kind of stuff how could that not make you smile? You know what I mean? And um, not even when we were talking, Jeff, but like actually after the call, just thinking, you know, as a 25 year old man to have the business I do, to have the views that I do and, and to live where I live um, and the friends and family that I have, it just goes to show, um, you know, I don't know if you're a religious person, but how, how good God is and 
you know, how crazy the world is. Because if you work hard and you're a half decent person and if you carry love in, in your heart, you're able to get where you want to go in life. And I, I think having that long term mindset to say, listen, like I'm going to bust my butt day in and day out and do the right thing and treat people right. Um, that's really where it comes down to, to really good things. And I, I think a lot of people nowadays, they just want to take a shortcut. They, they don't want to put in the hard work and, you know, buy social media followers and all this stuff. And it's, uh, it's an interesting time. But uh, yeah, that, my mom, that was the last, uh, last time I smiled yesterday. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. And, you know, it's really interesting. Still, people are, you know, looking into buying social media followers. I mean, God, I, I, I just remember it. This was like 2018 or something that the last thing that, you know, last time I heard this happen. But still, people are like looking at a lot of things and stuff is happening. But yeah, things have surely changed. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's I've done it before for my personal page and mm. for my business's page pages. And it's not worth it because, yeah. you know, the, not only is there such a there's just such an obvious, you know, understanding of what you did. It's just like, how are we going to, you know, like it's just not the right way to do things. You know, it's like you, mm. you're skipping around and, you know, it's pretty much like running a marathon and you didn't train at all and you started and, you know, you're on maybe like the second or third mile and then you take a shortcut and you walk, you know, five minutes and you're already at like the, you know, 20th mile, you know, it, it, it doesn't work that way. You're, you're, you're very obviously cheating the game and you're better off just making good content and creating mm -hmm. that skill because the skill is what people really need and what they're going to pay for. It's not buying a following. So I think it's a very short term minded thing. And now I'm really focused on creating legitimate content and organic content for the business that's going to, you know, hope to inspire people to do the same at the end of the day. Yeah, that that's really a great model. And I really hope that people do such things as well. Um, so, Sean, uh, it's been really great, you know, uh, to have you talk about virtual tours and all the other things. Uh, yeah. So uh, since we are you know, nearing the last end of the uh, session, I think it would be really great if people can hear uh, where to find you guys, you know, your services and, you know, what's the best place to contact you. Uh, if you could mention that, that would also be great. Yeah, for sure. So the best way to get in touch with me and my business is going to MomentumVirtualTours.com. That's MomentumVirtualTours.com. You can just simply Google Momentum360, M-O-M-E-N-T-U-M 360. And uh, you'll be able to check out me, my business partners, all the cool stuff we're doing. And uh, if you need a virtual tour quote, hit us up. I'd love to help you out. We service uh, 50 states in all 15 countries, including India. So Anyone who's uh, has an Indian business will be able to help with that as well. Um, so, yeah. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. Until then, it's Jeffrey signing off. We'll see you guys later.